Okay, hello everyone, it's Daishian Miller, and we are here with this week's Kuden episode, episode 133. Oh, let's see, uh, one of my teachers told me one time, actually told the whole class, and kept reminding us over and over and over again, right? Never be an accomplice to your own ass-kicking, right? Uh, so um, we'll talk about that more when uh, we get started. So, the big question is this. How are self-defense and success-minded people like us Concerned citizens worried about protecting ourselves, our loved ones, and the things we care about from the monsters we know exist in the world. How do we train in a way that gives us the skills, knowledge, and understanding we need without becoming paranoid fighters or killers ourselves, and yet still allows us to be the hero protector the world needs us to be? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Jeffrey Miller, and welcome to Kudan Radio, real training for real people in a real world. Episode 133, and uh, if you saw the little, little billboard or slide or whatever that we've had up uh, for a couple of days now on the episode, right? Uh, what we're going to take, take a look at today is um, some determining factors in uh, the success or failure that we have. Uh, primarily, I'm going I'm to stick to training uh, today, but this is the reality: is this can happen in everything that we try to do, right? So uh, this little lesson is pulled from our program, Ninja Mind, uh, which goes into, well, I'll read off some of these things. Let me just jump over the page here. Uh, oops, wrong one. Oh, let's see. So uh, you could also read it yourself, right? If you go to Online Ninja Academy, or no, I'm sorry, not that one. It's the old site, warriorconceptsonline.com. So warrior-concepts-online.com forward slash ninja-mind-course.html. We'll make sure it goes in the uh, in the stream there uh, so that everybody can see it. And we'll make sure that it's linked uh, below in the description area after uh, we're finished with this and the recording is up on uh, on YouTube. But um, let's see, let's just scroll down here a little bit. So um, this is a compilation uh, and a condensation of things uh, from the Nimbo Mikyo, right? From the from our Mikyo Mind Science training. Uh, but really put together minimal, minimal Japanese or some of this, uh, you know, Asian speak and whatnot. The Sanskrit's not there or anything like that. Um, for folks that, you know, they want to learn it, but I don't know, they might have some sensitivities or think it somehow violates their religion or whatever. It doesn't. Um, but anyway, right. So, uh, uh, within the Ninja Mind course, we're looking at uh, things that would have been pretty common uh, during the day uh, or during that time, right? And stuff that was passed down or Hatsumi Sensei's taught on this stuff in different ways and different formats, maybe with different wording, but uh, it's all the same, right? So there are these three views of reality. Most folks are, are familiar with the uh, the Taizukai and the Kungukai mandala, right? But there's this other thing, right? Uh, the ninja's four observations, the three hindrances to success, meditative awareness is the key to the path, the mind science of Nippo Mikyo, uh, the, the secret knowledge, right? The role of ego and why it shouldn't be killed, techniques for breaking free from the conventional wisdom of the masses, um, other things like the five aspects, the reasons for failure, which we're going to focus on uh, today, three practices as cures. I'll talk about those a little bit. Um, just very, very briefly, uh, again, we're looking at a very, very high level, uh, big picture view kind of thing, right? Um, enough to give everybody some things that they can go and work on, 
you know, if you want to dive much more deeply into it, it's going to take more than an hour, hour and a half podcast episode uh, to do that kind of thing, right? Which is, again, why we have the program. Um, seven characteristics of the enlightened uh, mind, uh, which is something that I, I teach on a regular basis, and three types of mindful awareness and directed intention, right? So anyway, there's a workbook, and uh, it originally started out as a live 10-week course uh, for people that really wanted to dive in uh, to those kind of things, and it was recorded, so here we are. Get back over here to my screen. All right. You know, when we talk about success, we talk about failure, we talk about these different things that can get in the way of getting not just the training, but the training and the skill sets and skill proficiency and things like that in a timely manner, right? Um, one of the things I speak on quite often, whether I'm doing a, a presentation for, you know, some uh, medical or other business conference or something like that, when I'm speaking on workplace violence or, you know, teaching in class or seminars or whatever, one of the biggest things I talk about is the fact that um, violence is random, right? From our perspective, right? From our perspective, it's random. We never know when it's going to happen, what it's going to look like, what skills we're going to need and all that. So we want to make sure that we are, you know, doing everything we can to not just learn what needs to be learned, but to speed up the process as quickly as possible, right? So, Within our ninja's mind science, right, within Ninpo Mikyo, uh, there's a couple of different uh, teachings that go hand in hand, right? Uh, there's one uh, known as the uh, three, uh, three causes of failure. Um, there's another one um, uh, that has to do with the cure, right, and they match up, right? So, as a matter of fact, for my long-distance guys, I just uh, did something on these things the other day, and I thought, you know what? Why not? We'll just we'll just make sure that everybody gets it, so that it's it's usable, all right? So, I uh, just need to bring up one more uh, one more set of notes here, so that I'm not missing anything that I wanted to make sure that everybody got. All right, so. Um, yeah, so I talked about these three hindrances to success. They're a part of it, right? Uh, they're all fear-based uh, kind of things, right? Uh, because ultimately, anything that we know we should be doing and aren't can actually be, uh, if we go deep enough, we can actually uh, find the fear, right, that is behind it all, right? or afraid that something might happen or afraid to do something or whatever, right? Uh, if we have time, may, maybe I'll, I'll bring those up. Uh, the Sanaku, which is the three reasons for failure, uh, and then the Sanriki, which is the pr three practices as cures. So I'm going to be bouncing back and forth uh, between those two today. But the, the reasons for failure, right, um, is, is really where I want to focus, right? And so we all have to kind of do some soul searching, right? We have to be honest with ourselves. We can't, well, we can. You can always lie to yourself. You can cheat yourself. You can, uh, you know, whatever, right? You can come up with, with all kinds of reasons and excuses. But until you know where you are, you can't get where you're going. So it's like having a map, right? 
I could know that I want to go to Disneyland in California, right? Not to be confused with Disney World in Florida or Disneyland in Tokyo or whatever, right? I could know that I want to go there. But unless I know where I'm starting from, chances of getting there are going to be pretty slim, okay? Um, you know, might I luck out? Sure, of course, right? But it'd be a whole lot faster and a whole lot more efficient when it comes to energy and resources and all that if I knew both sides of the equation, right? If I know where I am but don't know where I'm going, and that's the big premise behind uh, the Ninja no Hachimon course, right? How do you know that you're training in this thing, right? Because everybody tends to call the Nippo Taijutsu, right, or Budo Taijutsu, this one aspect of training. They just throw this blanket name, Ninjutsu, on top of it. But are you really doing Ninjutsu, right? I mean, anybody can practice any aspect of it, but that doesn't mean that they're doing the core thing, right? So, uh, and that was actually our first program, the Ninja no Hachimon, right? So knowing that that's, knowing what those minimum eight training areas are, right? Um, and as we covered this past fall camp, right? What, what would that look like in today's world based on the new technology, the way people fight, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, but, you know, if, if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know what, the target looks like, right? You know where you're starting. I don't know anything, or I know this or this or this martial art, or I know what I want to defend against or whatever, but I want to learn this thing. Well, what is that thing, right? So anyway, um, I'm going to just kind of read from this little blurb that I have in the workbook, the student training manual that comes with the Ninja Mind program, um, and then we'll take a look at these these three three reasons, right? Um, why we might not be either one, hitting our target, right? Two, not able to engage to even work on things. Or three, um, that things aren't happening fast enough. Okay? So, again, this is straight out of the workbook. In order to understand how we are to achieve success, we must first come to understand that which causes us to fail. Until we understand what undermines our attempts at pulling ourselves above the chaos, any plan that we put into action is ultimately doomed to failure. The ninja sees that the main reason for not getting things done is the fact that we try to operate in the world from a three-year-old's concepts and allow ourselves to be distracted. This distraction shows up in three distinct forms or ways that we and others can stop ourselves from achieving our goals. Okay? When I say others, I mean, that could be people, that could be experiences, it could just be life itself, right? So I'll, I'll rattle off the three and then we're going to dive into these a little bit more and then, uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wrap things up by, by tossing out the uh, the three practices, we're not going to dive into the three practices. Um, I'll, I'll explain the what, right? Um, but it, it would take a lot more in the way of teaching and study and reflection on your part and all that kind of stuff, right, to, to, to get the how, right, to really figure out, um, you know, how much and what needs to be done, okay? Here are the three things, right? These three things that 
get in the way and cause failure, right? Uh, and please note that they match, right? Nothing here is different, right? They match the Sanmitsu, the, the triple secrets of success, right? So whether we're talking about the three hindrances, we're talking about the three causes of uh, failure, or we're talking about the uh, three cures, right? Um, in any case, they're all divided by the thought, word, and deed of the, um, of the Sanmitsu, although the way they're laid out in the Ninja Mind course um, and in this context, right, what you're going to see is deed, mind, thought, right? So don't get all like freaked out. Like I thought it was always thought, mind, or thought, word, and deed. And, and where does mind come in? Because it's thought, word, and deed. Uh, bad translations, okay? Thought is more like intent and vision and clarity and those kind of things, right? Um, the things that thought produces, right? Word is everything from actual spoken communication to planning, design, mental faculties, right? The psychology of things and how that gets, how the inner world gets translated for the outer world, for the external world, right? And then deed, action, that's, that is what it is, right? Okay, so the, uh, the three distractions, right? The three distractions are deviation, disturbance, and delusion, okay? So from the context of the physical realm, right? Deviation is what? It's getting knocked off track. It's hitting a fork in the road and taking, you know, kind of the side road, right? Catch, catch something, you know, shiny or catch something catches our attention. And so it would take a little deviation, right? And then what can happen is if we catch ourselves, right? Or after that little side trip is done, what do we have to do? Well, you know, we can, if, if we know the map well enough, we might be able to reconnect farther down, but what are we missing, right? So often, most often what has to happen is we have to go back to the fork, back to the fork in the road and then take the other option be, to make sure we're not, we're not missing anything, right? So deviation is the, <laughs> is the, you know, we're moving along and squirrel, right? So we get, we, um, we just get knocked off track, right? Something else. And it's not that it's always an us thing, right? Although ultimately we choose what we're going to uh, put our effort and energy into, right? But uh, it could be everything from internally habit patterns, right? Um, you know, I can't not play that mind numbing game, right? That uh, I had a friend one time that, uh, uh, as a matter of fact, one of my teachers used to mention, you know, um, he had to uh, uh, disconnect or, or, or uninstall, right? Something as simple as, as the solitaire game, because he would always find himself playing this game, right? And it was just, you know, eating up time, right? So any kind of habits, right? Binge watching Netflix or YouTube or, uh, you know, decide you're going to watch uh, TikTok videos for five minutes. And next thing you know, it's an hour and a half later kind of thing. Right. How often does that happen? Uh, so uh, that that's the idea. Right. Could be that or it could be life. Right. Um, my joke last week or I don't know, a week and a half ago. Right. We had a scare in my family. 
um, because we thought my mom had a, was having a heart attack, right? And so um, I live closest and I'm the eldest and she, right, I, I made sure she made it to the hospital and I was there with her the whole time. Uh, you know, they had to run all these tests and they have to do the tests multiple times and all that. Um, turned out to be something that was non-life-threatening, which is great. Um, but at the same time, please don't take this as to be something cold or whatever, because both can exist at the same time, right? I chose to spend the time from a compassionate standpoint to make sure she was okay. But simultaneously, there were six and a half hours that I'm not getting back, right? That I couldn't work on things that need to be worked on, right? And this is not an either or. They're, 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 they're both a reality, right? So how often do things like that happen where um, we, you know, are moving along? Another case in, case in point was, was today, right? Uh, again, I'm working on, uh, you know, some ads for the, for the academy to get more students in. And I was working on some other things that had to be done. And they kind of worked through Facebook and some posting, uh, making sure that social media posts and our memes and, and all these little uh, reminders about, you know, dicomio site coming up. And, uh, in January, all these things, right? And, uh, you know, I went, I got about 80% done and hit a wall because something changed within the way Facebook does things. And then I spent three and a half hours, almost four hours before our classes started at the academy trying to fix the problem or trying to, trying to take care of that little disconnect, right? So, I'm still working on the thing I'm working on, but I'm not working on it directly because I have to fix this thing over here before I get back to this, right? So, right, life can happen. All kinds of things can happen. But the point is, is deviation, right? We're, we're supposed to be moving toward this goal and we end up having, we end up taking a side road, right? Um, and it's not, you know, sometimes it's it's a direct thing, right? It's a habit pattern. It's something we need to ferret out and we need to change or we need to be mindful of so that it doesn't keep grabbing us and yanking us, right? Again, just like I mentioned at the very beginning, one of my teachers used to always say, never be an accomplice to your own asking, right? Um, and that could be anything from, you know, stepping back into come on and leaving something open that you don't know is open, Right. Um, you know, you're so focused on doing the come I right that you're not aware that the angle's off or the guy you're working with is taller and therefore his legs reach farther and you habitually leave your groin open. And even though the cop that says he's going to do this other thing, yeah, the guy on the street would kick you in the nuts because, well, it's right there and it's open and he can reach it. Right. So we need to make sure that, right, we're, we're not the, the reason. Right. But again, Right. And I can't remember who said it. I just saw the quote not too long ago uh, that you can do everything right. And still not make it because right, life can throw things off. OK, but again, to the greatest degree possible and, and some of those things that come up in life. Right. Um, the deviation occurs because not because the thing occurred, but because we choose to engage with it, like with my mom. Right. If I were a different person, had a different personality type, right, I would have let the ambulance and the doctors take care of things. I didn't need to sit there, right? I didn't need to go and be supported and make sure things were taken care of and ask the right questions and all that um, if I were a different personality type. But 
I made certain choices and there's always concessions. There's always, there's always a trade-off, right? If I choose one thing, then something else doesn't get that energy attention, right? And so we make those choices, okay? Uh, and sometimes you don't have a choice, right? Like these folks that, you know, were hit by hurricanes or wildfires or whatever is going on, right? You, you deal with what you have to deal with, right? But again, this is about mindful action, right? Mindful uh, living, right? Intentional living. So from the action standpoint, from the deed standpoint of the Sanmitsu, right? One of the things that can cause failure or at the very least prolonging how long it will take to get from point A to point Z, right? Is deviation, right? We can make it knocked off track, okay? The second one is disturbance, right? And this is mental, okay? Um, it doesn't mean that we're mentally disturbed, right? Not in that kind of case, right? <laughs> what it points to is that um, we, uh, we're not operating from a standpoint where we're in control of our own mind. And what it really comes down to, especially in the very beginning, is if we're not in control of our mind, that our mind is in control of us, right? So the very first thing that happens in um, in the the Buddhist world, Hindu, whatever, right, in this Asian philosophy kind of world, um, when it comes to meditation, is gaining control of our minds, right? Um, so we typically start with a Zen or what's known in, in Tendai Mikyo as Shikan, right, um, where we're stopping the thoughts. Right. That doesn't mean that we like nothing is happening. Of course, your mind makes thoughts. It comes up with ideas and all kinds of things. Right. But it's the non-attachment to them so that we're not distracted by them. OK. So uh, disturbance is where either we're not thinking clearly and we can't hold on to the step by step by step uh, kind of thing that needs to happen or. We can't go for hours or days or whatever focused on a singular thing, right? So disturbance happens, whatever, and a, uh, uh, deviation happens or whatever, right? We get bumped off and we just, our natural state is to come right back to that path and keep on going, okay? Um, you know, so there, there's terms for it by, by the masses, right? Uh, being anal, uh, being obsessed, being, you know, whatever. Okay, absolutely, right? Call it whatever you want, but I'm so focused on this thing getting done that nothing else matters, right? Um, I got to tell you, and maybe you experience this as well. When I am fully engaged in getting something done, eating and going to the bathroom, the most natural things are a freaking nuisance. Sleep is a nuisance, right? It's just, and I know I need them, right? You need all those things, right? But they're a nuisance because they're pulling me away from this thing that I'm trying to get done and it's it's minutes wasted, okay? I know B personality types are like, dude, you gotta take time for yourself, right? They're the same ones that convince you that, um, oh, and these things really piss me off, right? The things online that, that it, it, they just jack your mind, right? Like, it's okay that you got knocked off, man. Like, everything comes in its time. Uh, no, it doesn't. 
right? If you don't put any effort or energy into things, nothing happens, right? That's the reality, right? Things just don't fucking show up at your door, right? And if they do, what? You had an Aunt Minnie that died and willed you something. That's that's luck. That's whatever, okay? Cause and effect. Everything. All effects. All objects. All people. All whatever, right? They're all caused, okay? So, right? Like everything in its time. Bullshit. Bullshit, right? Everything does have a time, right? But it's not like you don't have any influence over it. Right? It happens when you get all the things together and nothing out there was big enough to keep it from happening. Because, right? again, you could do everything right and right? still doesn't happen. But could be genetics, could be a whole bunch of other things. Right. But disturbance could be, um, again, can't keep my thoughts straight uh, or, um, again, mental habit patterns. Right. I mean, if somebody has an authentic case of ADHD, right, they're going to be all over the friggin' place, right? So um, therein lies an issue, right? Genetic, medical, whatever, right? Um, disturbance could be environmental, right? The group that I hang out in, right? I've said this before, um, and I got this from a mentor, and I, I found this to be absolutely true, Right? Show me your five closest friends, right? And I'll show you your, show you your future. Okay? Show me the people that you hang out with the most, right? And you're the average of that group. Okay? So, again, this is not, not, not knocking anybody, not telling anybody they've got to get different friends, different group, or whatever, right? But we tend to gravitate toward people that we feel comfortable with or whatever, or we attract people that are like that, or the, we attract people that are most like us, right? And, right, so, you know, are you going to work on this thing or, or are you not because they invited you out to dinner for the fifth night out of the week or bowling or to binge watch Netflix or uh, to spend all night, right, chatting back and forth across five different platforms, right? I saw somebody the other day that posted online that, they couldn't believe that they just spent five hours chatting with the same person on three completely different platforms all at the same time. That's disturbance, right? I mean, you guys can't stay in one place. I mean, I get it that you just realized that, but how many other people were you chatting with on those separate platforms at the same time? Right. Not you, but you get the idea. Right. That would be my question to that person. Right. Or environmentally. Right. If I'm in a place, uh, let's say I'm, I'm in a in a house, I mean, a living uh, environment or whatever. That was very much like um, when I was growing up. Right. Screaming and yelling and arguing all the time and all that kind of negative energy and, and all that kind of stuff. Right going to be really, really, really difficult to keep your head on straight, right? And to stay focused, um, same thing, being in groups that as soon as you step out of line, right? And I'm, I'm talking about with people that love you, right? You step out of line, you start moving in a direction that's not what these people accept as possible or 
uh, you know, whatever, reminds them that they're not doing anything or whatever, right? And they start throwing names around, right? Oh, look who he thinks he's better than us and whatever, okay? Um, you're going to get a chance to read uh, Will Smith's biography that he wrote either during or just after um, he was uh, in uh, the French, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Um, about the, the kind of resistance and things like that that, that he faced um, just growing up, right? And trying to focus on uh, getting into music and his music career and, and acting and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, and the number of friends that either dropped him or, you know, the name calling. The, some, all, all, I mean, I can't remember if they actually physically came to, to blows that way, but, but threats and all kinds of things, right? So uh, the environment and, you know, your, the uh, people that you associate with and all that, right? Which is why in, uh, in Mikyo, right? Um, when we, uh, when we take the Sankye, right? The triple refuge, right? Um, there's the, uh, one of those is to take refuge in the Sangha, which is the group of fellow practitioners and teachers, right? Who are all on the same path. That's the great thing about, uh, a dojo, right? Having a dojo family. No one else in your life is ever going to understand you and your desires and your connection to martial arts, this path or whatever, the same as other people on the path. They may accept that you do it, right? They may allow it, roll their eyes, whatever, think that you're crazy, but they're going to let you do it, right? But no one, right, is going to understand the hardships, the confusion, all that stuff, right? They're just not going to get it, right? So, um, you know, when you have frustration, because of deviation, right? And um, I remember it was a year and a half one time because I was in military service and the uh, deployments and, and just stuff, right? That prevented me from being able to take leave, right? To go be where my teacher was to do training. A year and a half, right? I mean, it was so long that the first time I saw him in a year and a half, he looked at me and, hey, hey, you do Wow, I, I thought you quit, right? which was a huge punch at the time, but I could see now as a teacher myself where, you know, he didn't have any other, any other knowledge about that kind of stuff. I was remiss, right? I could have written, right? Stayed in touch, right? Asked questions, those kind of things. So that he would have known that I didn't drop off the face of the earth or get blown away. in one of these little freaking countries that I ended up in or whatever. Right. Um, but <laughs> but um, we all that kind of stuff can create disturbance, right? It can it can cause. I mean, everything from depression to anxiety to um, you know, the more we're afraid, we're not going to do it, right? Um, I don't know if you've ever if you've ever done anything like um, shoot billiards or uh, bowling. I don't know how popular that is all over the all over the world, but um, I remember one time. I was a teenager and I was in this one group and we formed a bowling team just as an activity and whatnot. And our advisor, our, our coach, uh, our leader, he kept reminding us, right, don't get frustrated. Don't let, you know, the last gutter ball or whatever these mistakes that are happening, right? It's just one game, right? Don't let that get into your head, right? Because it's going to cause more problems. And sure enough, over time, the more pissed off somebody would get, the more anxious, the more fearful they would be about the next ball and uh, 
making the same mistake or whatever, sure enough, the more mistakes they made, right? And they just fed the crappy game, right? Um, shit, in a self-defense situation, we can't let that kind of thing happen, right? We get tagged, right? Getting angry or being afraid, either one, right? That we're going to get hit again, right? We let those kind of things control us, right? It just creates more disturbance, right? So um, emotional uh, kind of things, right? Worry, concern. Uh, I know a guy that that never completed his college degree. I uh, was in, in school uh, for uh, accounting, right? It's university uh, for accounting and had one semester left, right? And um, took off because uh, an uncle that he was really close with um, had passed away, right? Uh, that was 15 years ago. He's still not an accountant, still doesn't have his degree, right? And every time the subject comes up, he mentions why he or how he got derailed, right? But so now he has what? He has anxiety, he has remorse, he has guilt, shame, all this kind of thing. That, all that stuff is disturbance, right? Anything that mentally throws us off our game, right? Deviation is anything that physically has us doing other things, right? The activities of other things other than this thing that we want, need, whatever, okay? So deviation matches the physical side of things in, in the Sun Me Too, right? Disturbance is all the psychological stuff that um, has us not focused, right? Just blows us in the wrong direction, right? And then the third one is delusion, right? Not illusion, delusion. Illusion is something that happens outside, right, that you look at, right? So illusion is things that the, that the world creates, okay? Like a good magician, right? Tricks you, right? Of course, he tricks you because he knows how this works better than you do, so he's able to use that, right? Delusion is us tricking ourselves, okay? Uh, a lot of you might be familiar with this character, Fudomyo, who's often associated with the ninja, right? It's this character that is certain. He looks like he's surrounded by flames, but the flames actually, like, the way the, the, the teachings are, are written, they pop off his skin, right? And he looks demonic, so a lot of folks in the uh, Western Judeo-Christian uh, uh, arena, right, tend to associate that with a demon or demonic or hell or whatever, but it's actually an aspect of enlightenment, right? It's this, it's the, the, the aspect of ourselves when we have to be, I mean, it's a wrathful aspect of enlightenment, right? So to make things happen the way they need to happen, right? For positive benefit, often things have to happen that aren't nice, right? Martial arts and self-defense training, for example, Right. OK. If we don't move out of the way at the right time, we're going to get hit. Right. Well, maybe we control those things so we don't get hit. Well, then how are you going to learn? Right. Because we as human beings learn faster from um, from negative circumstances than we do when everything is great. Right. So but anyway. Right. So flames popping off the skin that's that's the inner that's that's a representation a symbolic representation of intent and passion and energy and this damn it let's go kind of attitude right let's get it done 
that kind of thing, right? In his right hand, he holds a sword, right? Um, again, not going to go into a lot of detail. It's actually uh, a modification of this sanko, right? This uh, three-pronged uh, vajra that, that represents the sun, uh, the sun mitsu, thought, word, and deed, all channeled in the same direction, right? Thoughts, actions, and intent, right? All focused in the same direction, right? Not, not scattered. But one of those on one end, right, is just extended into this full double-sided blade. Um, it actually is supposed to cut in all directions. So the sword represents the um, the intent uh, and the ability, right? It's one side of intellect, right? It's the ability to cut through the illusions and smoke screens and BS and whatnot that the masses all buy into, right? That, that the world puts in front of us that can have us believing one thing when actually, right? And whether it's our own potential or, or our capabilities or what's possible for us or whatever, right? So it's this ability to cut through those kind of things, right? It's the tools. Again, it's intellect, right? But in his left hand, he holds this coiled rope, right? Um, there's a lot of symbolism to that as well, but the rope is to be turned inward, right? The rope is, again, everything is symbolic of something, right? So the rope symbolically represents the skills and practices and all those kind of things that we use to bind our own inner demons and get them out of the way, right? And those demons could be habit patterns that could be whatever, right? But it's to bind those things up, fears and, and whatever. Okay, so this is about the delusion side, right? So um, things that can that can throw us off, right? Two big things, right, um, are the self doubts, right? Like I want to do this thing, but the self doubts that you know, can I really, right? Or the fears that you know I'm going to get hurt or they're going to make fun of me or whatever, right? So there's all these inner kind of things, right, that we keep hidden for the most part until it's time to do something, and then they surface, right? I mean, just like evil demons, right? Because now I have to come face-to-face -face with, you know, I want to do this thing, but if I go talking around people that really know, well, they're going to see through my bullshit or whatever, right? Um, on the flip side of that, the opposite extreme is – Somebody's deluded that, you know, they, they're already there, right? They, you know, studied for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years, and they're already there, right? Um, or they could just intellectually study it, you know, watch a bunch of YouTube videos, read some articles or books or whatever. And so they understand, right? So they're not going anywhere, right? And in, in the, uh, in the Mikio, uh, uh, this wheel of life kind of thing, right? These six realms, these different personality types, right? They're in the God realm, right? They already know all the answers, right? People in, of that, in, within that state of mind, they're not going anywhere, right? Um, the, and there's other subtle uh, aspects of this, right? But uh, delusion is believing something to be so that isn't, right? Believing that the stuff I choose to study like I can I'll do these things that I really really like but I don't really need to do those things over there right I'm not going to admit that I'm afraid of them I don't like them uh whatever right 
So I don't really need to do those and I can still make it. It's kind of like the person that buys the, the get rich quit program off the infomercial in the middle of the night, right? And, you know, here's this thing, this, this person that's selling the program, right? Um, put together these 27 steps that they took to get to this, you know, multimillionaire status or whatever. So the person gets this and looks at it and goes, okay, okay, I'm going to do this. And then they look at it and go, mm, number nine, number 17, number 22 and 24. Yeah, no. So I'll just double down on all the other things and I won't do these and I'm, I'm, I've got to make it. I mean, crap, if I do half this stuff, uh, I'll make it, right? And then, of course, they don't because 9, 17, 22, and 24, whatever the hell numbers I counted, right, um, were absolutely essential to making it, right? It's like students, you know, we have, we have internet training, right? Um, and still, people won't train, you know, because dojo training is best. But they don't have a dojo where they live. And they won't get in their car, on a bus, a train, plane, whatever, and go to a teacher to train in a dojo. Because for whatever reason, they can't. Well, why the hell not? Well, because they have these beliefs, right? Delusions are about beliefs. They have these beliefs about these things that hold them down. They have these beliefs about their own capabilities and potential. They have these beliefs that that tell them that the state they're in now is the same state they're going to be in in a week from now, a month from now, six months from now, a year from now, or whatever, right? They may speak out loud differently, but they operate as though, right? So delusion is, you know, convincing, thinking or believing or whatever. It's viewpoint, right? Thought, word, indeed. It's our viewpoint about ourselves, our potential, our ability, the way the world works, what's possible for me, all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, or about the goal, right? And, and our clarity about it or our ability to attain it or whatever, right? When the rubber meets the road, these things start to become evidence, evident. And those who can see that piss those people off because uh, nobody wants to see the facade pierced. Right. And, you know, James knows because he, he uh, sees probably he probably sees my emails before I see them. Right. But the number of people that throw hate and and vile and all that kind of crap, um, because there are certain standards that students have to go through. Right. And, um, you know, nobody likes to be called on their bullshit. Right. Uh, except for those people who get used to calling themselves on their own bullshit, in which case they're all ears when somebody else, uh, mentors or, or people within that sangha, within that group, right? Um, that's there for their benefit, right? Calls them on it. Okay. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't see it. Right. Okay. So anyway, the three things, the three prime, and this is right. We're talking stuff that's, that these lessons, um, are well over 2,500 years old, right? So, we go way past proven and time tested and all that kind of stuff, right? Okay. So, and even behind them, right? We're, we're not going into the three hindrances because the three hindrances um, are based on the fears that create a lot of these other things, right? Um, 
you know, the fear of doing, the fear of acting, right, um, is one of those things that create deviation, right? Because, you know, we go to do that thing, right? You imagine me having the fear of talking to people and then I'm going to actually enroll people when they come into the martial arts school. But I can't form a straight sentence without stuttering or, you know, without always saying things the same way. And I'm not really listening to them. I'm just so much in a hurry to say my thing that what I'm really telling them is we don't have what you what you're looking for. Right. Just so there's the fear of doing there's all this stuff. Right. So anyway, deviation is anything that has us physically engaged in activities in the world that will not lead us in the direction that we need to go. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I shared it or I just saw it uh, the other day because we have all these things that are just like everybody else's. Right. But, um, uh, the, the gist of it was, uh, you know, when you're about to do something, right. When you're deciding, should I do this or should I, should I not do this? The question is, is what well, does, does this serve me? Does it serve to move me in the direction I want to go? Okay. And that's the way you cut through ignorance and, and bad habits and, and things like that, right? So, well, no, it's not, but I really like it. Yeah, I get it. I get it, right? Um, was it a Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar quote uh, that he said, um, success comes from the ability to do the things that you should do, right? that you ought to do, and that supersedes the drive to do the things that you want to do in the moment kind of thing, right? So anyway, so deviation is activities that or physical things in the world that drag us away, right? And that causes failure, right? Or at least prolonged uh, uh, enjoyment of the benefits, right? Um, disturbance, right? Mentally, right? We're just not clear. We're not focused. We're not able to hold on to, um, you know, the thing that we need to be working on, right? We're easily distracted, all those kind of things, right? And then delusion, right? Not only are we not clear about the things, but we're trying to convince ourselves that, um, that either the things are not what, what they should be, right? Our, you know, we don't believe in our potential or whatever, or we've bought into other people's BS, right? Can't have your cake and eat it too, all that kind of stuff, right? So we're not operating, we're not thinking, we're not believing, our perspective doesn't line up, and we're not acting in accordance with, um, with, uh, reality, right? Um, we're, we're, we're off somehow, right? So these are the three, uh, historically, right, uh, through the teachings and all that, these are the three caught root causes of failure, okay? Um, and again, right, there's there's even something that, that underpins these things, right? Fear of speaking, fear of doing, fear of thinking, those kind of things, right? Um, that even, you know, that, that mix with these, okay? So um, anyway, that's what I have at the moment. We'll talk about the three cures here after we um, take a little break and see if there's anybody that uh, any questions, comments.
Anything like that? Anything, James? Let's see from Lee. Deviation similar to the business concepts of opportunity cost? Question mark. Um, that's that's one type. That's one way that it shows up. Yeah. So all of these things are are opportunity cost. Um, you know this. Here's something that I've come to come to absolutely believe to be true. It doesn't have to. You don't have to believe it to be true, right? But I believe that this is a byproduct of the self-esteem movement. Okay, started in the mid to late '70s, where everybody's a winner, right? Everybody can do whatever they want, right? Um, if you want something hard enough, you can get it. That kind of thing, right? Um, and it's not true. And this goes into everything from disturbance because disturbance. And delusion could be genetic. It could be uh, the cause of an injury, right? I remember having, uh, you know, after I had that accident back in 2007, right? Um, the doctors all thought that my short-term memory circuits were, like, permanently damaged. And, um, I mean, it took, what was it, seven, eight, nine years or something like that to get back to close to what was then normal before the accident, Right. My neurologist, after seeing me do these little tests and all that, and he could see the physical damage that, that had occurred, right, and the processing and all that. But what the test showed was that I was normal, right? I was, I was operating the way <laughs> – the test showed I was operating the way everybody else operates, right? And it was frustrating as hell for me. And what he said was that he really wished he had a baseline of what I was like before the accident because if I was that crippled and registering normal – then what the hell was I like before that, right, um, as a result of the training and the lessons and all those kind of things. But either way, um, so, uh, you know, had, I mean, there's no other, there's no nice way to say it. I had brain damage, right? What happened was I had accident-induced ADD, okay? So the circuit that's in front of the short-term memory, right, got screwed up, right? So the filter that keeps the, you from being overwhelmed from all the shit that comes in all at one time from the world, right, um, just wasn't functioning properly. So my short-term memory was getting overloaded, and then my brain would just lock up and just go, duh, right? Um, I'm driving down the road, knew how to drive, knew who I was, knew how to operate the vehicle, whatever, and all of a sudden, like, have no clue, right? It was a type of amnesia, had no clue where I was going or why. And I mean, it's quite a shock to the system to just be completely lost. Right. So I didn't lose control of the vehicle, anything like that. All that was operating just fine. Right. But just suddenly have no clue. I knew where I was. Location, environment. Right. I knew which way I was heading, knew what highway I was on, all that. Right. No clue where I was going or why. Right? So based on things like that and just taking other things into consideration that these nice little froofy, frou-frou, woo-woo um, kind of statements, you know, that are designed to make everybody feel good, right, um, instead of maybe helping them find things that actually fit their abilities, right, and I'm not, this is not a putting a cap on people's abilities, right? 
but we can't ignore aptitude, right? Intellectual potential, right? How far can I go, right? IQ kind of measures those kind of things, right? Um, EQ, right? Emotional quotient is your ability to bond and connect with other people, right? Um, work ethic, right? Some people are just freaking lazy, right? You could, you could do all the work for them and just have them sign a piece of paper, right? And they won't, right? So work ethic, all these kind of things, right? That go into success, right? Uh, you know, remember when the movie The Secret came out, right? And it was like, if you just envision this thing and want it bad enough and hard enough and whatnot, right? You can make it happen, right? Um, when the reality is that that thing, right? That activity is the first of 13 steps that have to be done, right? So, but everybody wants to gravitate toward the least, uh, the thing that has the least resistance, right? It's the least, um, the least involvement, the least energy expenditure, whether it's time, money, effort, whatever, right? They want to gravitate there and then hope that, like, and then get pissed off when it doesn't really happen, right? Kind of like when people uh, are going to work out, right? They'll, they'll, they'll work around to figure out which exercises, right, require the least number of reps, the least number of times or whatever, right? And what they're really, what they really end up engaging in is an exercise routine um, that maintains a certain fitness level, right? If you're looking for growth, it has to hurt. It's just the way we're, we're designed, right? You have to break the muscles down to convince the body to build the muscles back bigger and stronger than they were so that the new thing that you're doing becomes easy, right? But if you're in a growth-based exercise system, or whatever it is, right? You have to keep every every workout has to feel like the very first one so that the body keeps growing, right? You can hit a point where, okay, this is good for me, and then maintain, right? But that's what a lot of people do with their lives as well. Okay? They hit a point where, okay, this is good, right? And then what they do is they convince themselves that they don't need the rest of it. I, I really don't need that. Okay. Okay. But let's not convince ourselves that we're as successful as whatever, as, okay. We're successful in different ways, but, okay, it's not the same. That's why I have a problem with people that use words like equality and equity and things like that that have, have this idea of value or whatever behind it, right? Value is subjective, right? Equality, right? Well, we all want to be equal. Never going to happen, okay? Never going to happen. And this is not about putting people down or lifting other people up or accepting that, that what, um, that abuse and, and corruption and whatnot doesn't exist. No, no, right? People want different things, okay? That's why I'll always be about we all have the equal ability for the pursuit of happiness and things like that, right? But 
you go and make everything equal, what you have to do is cripple those who have more, who have worked harder or have a higher aptitude or whatever, right, to make up for the ones who, one of my favorite thing in the university realm is, right, um, just go up to all, everybody that has a 4.0, right, and say, well, it's not really fair because you're not, you know, you're, you're, you're double the guys that are making 2.0s, right? Um, you, everybody should be equal. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a one point from all of you and give it to everybody that only has 2.0 averages. Now you all have 3.0 averages. And the first thing you get from people is resistance and like, well, that's not fair. Why is it not fair? Well, I worked hard to get this, right? I'm working harder than everybody else. That's how I, yeah, but see, in that equality-based system, that equity, equality-based system, I'm all about equity, right? Because everybody has value in some way, even if they're just a negative role model, right? But um, if you want equality across the board, then you have to play Robin Hood. You have to steal from those who don't to give to those who do not. And as soon as those who do not equalize and start, and to get to a point where they can work on their own and get more and more, Robin Hood's going to steal from them and give it to somebody else who can't or won't. Just the way the system works. Right? So I'm just glad that in the martial arts, somebody can't do that. They can't take half my skills away and give them to somebody else who's lazy and won't freaking work out. Right? Anyway, all right. So uh, anything else? Any, anything else from anybody else? Okay. All right. So let's do this. Um, we'll briefly take a look at the three cures, okay? And again, they're going to match thought, word, and deed in reverse, right? Deed, thought, uh, deed, word, thought, sorry, okay? So what would the cure for deviation be, right, being knocked off track, okay? The cure for deviation is discipline, okay? Being able to either establish routines, stick to a routine, or stay focused on doing the do, walking the talk, right? I know I need to work out. I know I need to practice my staff work. I know I need to whatever. Not jumping around. Not like I'm going to do staff for a little while until like you get bored of that. And now today I'm going to work on Ichimonji no Kata. And tomorrow I'm going to – how about if I work on these three staff basics – until I can't get them wrong. Then I'll look at Ichimonji no Kata. Am I only going to look at only going to look at one form of Ichimonji no Kata? Okay. Um, uh, now this is this is I would say it's common knowledge. It was common knowledge at a certain point in our training up until I would say maybe the mid '80s. Okay. So um, I apologize to anybody who has, did not get involved in the training before that, okay? That the Kyo no Po, Ichimonji no Kata, we'll just look at the Sampo, uh, Kyo Sampo, right? So Ichimonji no Kata, Hichi no Kata, Jumonji no Kata, right? Um, they're examples of using Ichimonji no Kamai, Hichi no Kamai, Jumonji no Kamai, Okay? Did you hear what I just said? They're examples of. Okay. Uh, if you get a chance, and actually it's it's they're back out again. I, I think they've been for a while, right? 
But Hatsumisa uh, over time um, did some quote unquote newsletters, right? But the newsletters were supposed to be seen as densho, Ujinkan densho, okay? And in these things, they're like, you know, articles or little, uh, they're all lessons, but they might center around uh, certain people making fifth on and, and there's a lesson buried in that article or like Nagato sensei or whatever doing uh, an article or three on the Kionapo. Uh, there was one uh, called the Kopo of the Kionapo, right? Uh, but anyway, right? Because there was the Kopo of the Kionapo, there's the Kokuro, the heart of the Kionapo, that kind of stuff, right? Um, one of the newsletter series was called Sanyaku, okay? Another one, I think this one predates Sanyaku, was called Tetsuzan, right? Tetsuzan means Iron Mountain. Okay, it's one of Hatsumi Sensei's martial names. Okay, um, uh, I just bought another copy off of Amazon. They're available, hard copy, um, not very expensive at all, right? So, uh, and the chapters are actually the individual editions that came out, right? So now Tetsuzan was written. The, those uh, uh, episodes, not episodes, volumes, issues, right? Uh, way, way back. Okay. So, and you'll, you'll be able to see by the pictures that are in there, right? But in one of the articles on the Kyoto you'll see how we, the old timers, right, were introduced to this stuff. Because most people today think there's only one way to do Ichimon's no kata. And everything else is a henka, right, of that one official model. Same thing with Jumon's no kata. Same thing with Hichi no kata, right? But in the article, Right. These things are outlined. Right. It'll it'll give the the tempo, Right. And it gives the the uh, grabbing attack defenses. Right. Um, and they're named differently. Right. But anyway, um, it says Ichimon's no kata or Ichimon's no kamai. Ichimon's no kata um, techniques using Ichimonji no kamai techniques. With an S, because the Kyonapo principle was always implied, right? Hichinokata, right? So there's there's an example under that one because the way the scrolls are written. I mean, these things were written pretty much the way the scrolls are written. So things written out techniques using Ichimon's no kamai, and then there's one line that has you know Uke does this and you do X Y Z. So often, right, what people do is they'll look at that and go, we'll see that, oh, that's the one right there. Except that's an example of one of the techniques with an S, right, for using Ichimonji no Kamai, right? So same thing with Hicho, same thing with Jumonji, whatever. The word is techniques with an S, not technique, like one. Okay. Again, people will gravitate toward the minimum effort needed to get what they think they should be getting. Okay, minimum minimum effort, minimum ex- expenditure. You know, what's it going to take for me to feel like, look like, act like I know this stuff? Right. So. Anyway, um, so activities, right? If I'm, if I'm, if I don't want to be 
pulled in how many different directions, right? Then the cure for that is discipline, right? The ability to say no to anything that is unreasonable, that will pull me in multiple directions, that will take more time than I'm willing to whatever, right? Um, to, and self-discipline is, is the most difficult, but the most powerful, right? Yes. Okay. I'll go to dinner with you guys tonight. Okay. As long as we're not going to be out past eight o'clock. Okay. I haven't got my workout in today. Okay? Or I've got things, uh, James, how many times have I, um, said we need to end a meeting by a certain time because I need to get dinner and I need to get stuff done. Right. Um, I got online stuff to work on. You've done the same thing, right? Where we've got, you know, and we, we're constantly setting deadlines, right? Um, and uh, I'm just a big fan of if we need to get something done, like, hey, uh, you know, like, what's your week like or whatever, right? What do I usually say? You know, um, can you meet it Friday before classes start? Because uh, that's when he normally comes in. Or Saturday morning, which one works better for you? Uh, Saturday, great. Can we do 8 a.m.? Right? Because I want to, I, I want to get it done sooner rather than later, right? Because speed to execution, right? Okay. So discipline, right? Do I want to get up extra early on my Saturday, whether I'm teaching that Saturday or not? No. Okay. I like to sleep just like everybody else. But the more I do it, at a certain point, um, you know, enough is enough, and I'm not getting other stuff done. Right. So do I need sleep? Of course I need sleep. Right. My body will let me know when I need it. Right. So anyway, right. And you know, I'm, I'm up in the air about people with different rituals and things like that, because saying that you have to do something before you can do anything else. Got to get my morning meditation in. I got to get my jog in. I have to get my 15th cup of coffee. I have to whatever. Well, shit. Okay. What else do you have to do before you get to the stuff that's actually going to produce the results you say you want? Okay. Anyway, so uh, discipline is the cure for deviation. Okay. Uh, the cure for disturbance, remember, it's all mental. So it's meditation. Okay. Meditation, and I had this in my different meditation uh, programs. Um, it might even be in Ninja Mind. Uh, I think it is when we're talking about the um, that part of getting things straight, right? That practice. Um, there's three types of three basic types of meditation. There are, God, countless variations of them. And there's ways to combine them. But there's three basic types of meditation that match the three primary functions of mind, right? Because meditation is both. When, when people think of meditation, right, they think of they think of this practice, right, Zen type or visualization or whatever, right? They think of the practice, right? But English, again, is really crappy at translating these things, okay? Meditation is the practice, but meditation, right, because in the Noble Eightfold Path, right, one of those things that we're to be mindful of to control our lives, minimize or eliminate suffering, and maximize uh, success, positive results, and all that kind of stuff, right, is right meditation. Sometimes people say right awareness, right? 
What the hell is that, right? The word meditation from the original is both the practice, but more to the point, meditation is a state of mind. So what state do we need at the moment? Do I need to be focusing on something at the exclusion of all else? Do I need to be focusing on something so I can gain insight and whatnot, whether it's watching a movie so that I, I don't get distracted and I can follow the storyline, reading the, the, you know, the words in a book and, and getting the, the gist of it, comprehension is working, or I'm listening to somebody else, or I'm watching my movements to catch when I might lose balance or things might kink up a little bit. Or I'm watching his movements because I'm watching timing and rhythm, those kind of things, right? So meditation, okay? Meditation at its core, right, is disciplining the mind, right, so that you're in control of your mind. Because, again, and this, I can't tell you how many meditation masters have told me the same thing. Sometimes the words were different, but the, the lesson was exactly the same. Right. If you're not in control of your mind, then your mind is in control of you. Right. And your mind is made up of nothing but habit patterns. Okay. So. Right. If we're not mindfully aware of what we're doing and we're not mindfully aware of the thing that is the target. Right. Then we're often going to make choices that don't move us in the direction we want to go service they serve in the moment for pleasure you know seeking pleasure avoiding avoidance of pain that's child mind right uh in in mikyo uh the kukai the founder of the shingon school uh had these 10 levels of mind 10 levels of not really there there are consciousness but there's these 10 levels in there there uh it's about the transcendence and the progress right um you have the, the animal or goat mind, right? Um, and then followed by the child mind, right? And it just keeps going from there, right? So, uh, but the child, right, is, is only going to do things that feel good. It's going to cry or scream or kick or fight or avoid that which is non-pleasant, right? Oh, shit. Think about your martial arts training. Who the hell wants to be the UK? Okay. Or it's talking about sensei used to say. Who in the right mind wants to be up at the crack of dawn, training outside in cold weather, in chafing armor, in wet grass, right? When everybody else in the village is still in bed, sleeping, spooning with their honey, right? But somebody has to. Right? So anyway, so meditation, right, is the cure for uh uh, disturbance, right? And then delusion, right? The cure for delusion, we could use the word wisdom, right? I really like the word discernment, right? Knowing what's really right uh, and appropriate for what we're doing for the moment, whatever, and what's not, regardless of feel good, feel bad, neutral, whatever, okay? So it's being very, very clear about the goal, right? Very clear about the steps that need to get there. Very clear about the steps in between that produce each of those bigger steps, right? Um, and recognizing my abilities, 
you know, I mean, I could run around and try to do everything. I've, I've already done that within school, trying to do everything, right? But it just works better if I do, you know, if I use a different skill that I ended up developing, and that's identifying people who have skill sets or uh, whatever, really good people that have the passion and really want the school to succeed and all that kind of stuff. And they also also already have a really good skill set in a certain area that I can either use as an advisor or that can actually take some of the task work off my plate and run that that part of it, right? Um, well, shit, now I'm using leverage, and I'm not only maximizing my own time, but I'm leveraging and maximizing their time. So, you know, uh, I mean, all these things are Kuji, uh related, right? Um, this is breaking the bonds of time and space, right? By having a team where we're all interconnected working on the same thing, right? But we all have our own strengths and, and direction and whatnot, right? So um, anyway, right? So the three cures, again, passed down, right? For I would say 1,600 years because that's what we're looking at from the Vajrayana Mikyo kind of thing, but this stuff is all, it all predates that, right? 25 plus hundred years um, for the earlier stages of, I don't like to use these words because in the West, people start to compare religions and things and it just throws everything off. Again, it feeds delusion, right? Um, ignorance and delusion and all that kind of crap, right? But 25 plus hundred years, from the foundations of the things that directly produce Mikyo, but there's over a thousand years behind that of things that came out of India that predated all this other stuff. So just, you know, anyway, right? So these three cures to the three failures, right? And also these three cures get applied to um, the three hindrances or the three fears that end up, you know, helping the three failures <laughs> to do their thing, right? So anyway, uh, I, I thought instead of just doing a you know discussion about what my teachers you know said, did, what training was like beforehand, whatever, I'd make this an actual teaching um, episode. So hopefully it was valuable. Um, hopefully it's going to cause some reflection, some soul searching, some insight. Um, or, you know, if you're already there, then, you know, hopefully it made you glow even more, light up your darkened room, um, whatever. So that's what I have. So James, where are we on things? Do, 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 do. Questions, comments, complaints. As always, I see the numbers rise and fall. <clears throat> Nothing else has come in. All right, awesome. Okay, well, awesome or not awesome, it is what it is, right? Okay, so uh, let's do this then. Um, uh, I'm working on, I was going to have uh, one of my friends on next week, but I, I'm not sure if the schedule is allowing for that or if it's going to have to be the week after. So I'm ironing out the schedule. Uh talking to two people at the moment, or I guess that looks like four, right? Two people at the moment, right? Um uh, to start the ball rolling. Uh, and again, the, the, 
new kind of series, quote unquote series, uh, for the folks that are listening audio wise, I just made air quotes, right? Um, it's, it's not going to be like an every show kind of thing, but I do want to bring, uh, in some of the quote unquote old timers, right? The people that have been around for a long time. Some are still doing Fujikan Nikisu. Some have taken it, um, you know, from, uh, you know, that went to a certain point, didn't like the way things were going politically, whatever within the organization, whatnot, right? And, but are still helping people in many, many ways in what we might call a modern, uh, Nikisu context or whatever. Um, you know, me, I'm on that middle path. So I pull from one and do the other and all that kind of stuff, right? So, uh, and then other ones are more closely tied in, whatever. But I, I thought it'd be cool that every once in a while we, we do this thing where it's like a host co-host kind of thing. Um, and come at it from that direction, right? So uh, as soon as I have dates locked in, I will make sure that that stuff gets posted on the Kuden podcast Facebook group page, uh, as well as going out to the um, uh, to the email list uh, on the YouTube side. We'll you know post a little blurb in the communities tab, uh, that kind of stuff, right? But otherwise, if you really want to stay connected, um, you really need to get in on the um, uh, like get on the mailing list, the email list, and check your damn email, right? I, I know, like everybody wants to text everybody. Again, minimal effort, right? Because that's just it's just quick, right? I mean, it plays into why people get their get pulled around by their freaking nose hairs um, in the political spectrum and and all these kind of beliefs because, you know, who wants to read a, a whole freaking uh, article or listen to a half an hour or an hour uh, news uh, show? When all I have to do is read the, I just read, need to read the headline and maybe the bullet points. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because that, that provides context and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, uh, but I, I think it's an old Chinese saying it might've come from somewhere else, but um, somehow it's stuck in my head as an old Chinese saying um, that the way someone does anything is a good indication as to the way they do nearly everything. I'll give you for instance. This morning, uh, I was getting gas in my car, and this municipal vehicle in this little town that I was in near the school just comes zipping through this parking lot, pulls into a parking spot and a half, we'll call it, right? Um, And hops out in shit for clothes, right? Shoes are all torn up, pants are all baggy, right? Sweatshirts torn and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, hops out and just kind of just, I don't know, meandering's too nice of a word, right? Into the store to get whatever they were getting. Comes back out, right? Hops a loogie on the ground, hops back in the truck, backs out, right? Does this weird little maneuver, almost clips another car, pulls out to the edge of the of the parking lot, right, where the side street is, didn't even stop, didn't even slow down, just pulled out, left turn, took off, right? Again, right? However you want to connect it, okay? Can't can't do a simple park between two lines, right? So now what we're gonna do is we're gonna take up other spots, right? Like I've got a neighbor here at this temporary residence. Uh, where I am that um, uh, 
she has a handicapped son, right? So they have a handicapped spot that the city's given them, which is really great, right? Um, I'm all for it, okay? It's about 25% bigger than everybody else's spot, okay? But she parks in that one and a third of the way in the spot behind her, okay? We have three businesses interspersed between the houses along this street and not that many parking spots, okay? So she gets a dedicated parking spot. Anybody else that parked in her spot would get a ticket, okay? But what she does, she parks in her spot and a third into the next one, right? So either you have to try to figure out how to get in there because, you know, legally they can come along and ticket you for not properly being in a parking spot, okay? Um, or you waste this space and then these other businesses who have patients coming in, so one's a, uh, an orthodontic surgeon and one is a physical therapist, right? And they have parking lots, but they're kind of small. It's in a residential area and then they have their little spot, right? So again, right? We would get ticketed if we parked in her spot, but she's free to park in her spot, which is bigger than everybody else's. Can't hit that one to save her ass in that and then park you know, taking up other things. Um, Cause you know, what? Anyway, so again, the way someone does anything is a good indicator as the way they do nearly everything. Okay. So part of this whole path, right? Whether we're just doing it from the Marshall side, there's discipline, right? If you want to be like the teacher, you're going to have to do, you, well, they give you an out. Either one, have to do everything the teacher did to get where the teacher is, and probably some extra because the teacher might have had some natural proclivities, right? Or you do that same thing, but you find a teacher who's lower on the skill level, more slovenly, or whatever, right? Or less whatever, okay? You find somebody that's closer to an example of the amount of work you want to put in. Those are choices you have. Okay? People leave churches for a lot less. I don't like the sermons the pastor's giving. Oh, well, apparently you assume yourself God, so right, you're only going to go to church if they tell you what you want to hear. Why bother? Okay. I'm only going to study with a teacher who teaches me what I want to learn or is nice to me or gives me rank when I think I deserve it or, 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 or. And when I say you, I'm speaking in the third person, depersonalizing, that kind of thing. So don't take it too, uh, too personally, right? Because we're all enlightened. So couldn't possibly be any, any of us, right? So anyway, um, that's it. That's what I got. Still nothing else? Okay. So if you're interested, um, when I was looking at this stuff and I want to make sure that if I, if I mentioned, uh, this to anybody and they were interested in jumping into that Ninja Mind program, um, you know, I would make sure that I had the, it's on one of our older websites uh, that you can access it through. Um, the landing page now is secure through, uh, the online Ninja Academy uh, program, but I'm just going to point you to the old one because I don't know that we have the information page moved. Uh, but 
in so doing, I realized that the special pricing that's on there um, is still the one that was coming out of post COVID. So there's this, <laughs> this huge discount on the program, but it is what it is, right? So if you're interested um, in taking a look at at least what's in it, right? Um, I did just put a, a, a deadline on it, right? So at this point, got about 41 hours um, remaining on it, but it is at warrior-concepts-online.com forward slash ninja-mind-course.html. Um, James, I don't know if you can toss that into the into the feed there so people have it for the moment, um, or we'll just put it where it needs to go afterwards. Uh, but either way, um, take a look at it. Again, that was originally a four, uh, I'm sorry, a 10 week live program, uh, where students would be work on, um, one to two, uh, of these topics per week and everybody had, uh, uh, weekly assignments and all that kind of stuff. Now it's just a 10 module, uh, program, but you'll get a chance to get, uh, both the core lessons and the interactive uh, comments and, and questions that came in um, as a part of it, which just increased everything. So, and of course, if you get it, you also get um, some email coaching and all that. So, if you have uh, if you have some confusion or issues or whatever, you can always shoot me an email and ask questions. And if you really get stuck, right? Um, it's just my nature, right? We can always hop on a Zoom meeting or something like that and, um, and do a one-on-one -on -one and uh, I won't charge anything extra for that. Um, as long as you're in the course. Um, now saying that, mm, probably put a deadline on that for like two, three months. So don't be enrolling in the program and then six years from now go, you said you'd give me a one-on-one. -on -one. Um, yeah, no. Okay. So if you're enrolling now and, I'm, I'm expecting people to take, uh, take action now. So that's it. All right. Uh, link is in the comments feed on YouTube and Facebook. Excellent. Fantastic. All right. So let's do this. Uh, let's just wrap it up and I will talk to everybody again, uh, next week. And in the interim, I will try to get the, the schedule up for guest, uh, instructors and all that wonderful stuff. Don't forget Ninja Mind course. Uh, probably, probably by the end of this week, uh, no later than next episode, um, that whole page will be cleaned up. It'll be moved. Uh, the tuition is going to go back where it, where it belongs, uh, on that. And, um, yeah. And also one last little shameless plug for Dicomiosci, which is coming up January 6th, 7th, and 8th. Um, hopefully I'll see some of you guys in on that. And if not, no harm, no foul. I'm sure you'll be, um, Otherwise engaged in other things that are moving you in the direction that you need to go. So that's it. All right. James, thank you. Um, even if I can't hear you at the moment, hopefully we get this thing fixed after we sign off. That way uh, we can have our little meeting. So, all right, guys, that's it. I'll talk to everybody again next time on. Get more of Kudan Radio. Subscribe through your favorite podcasting site. Or join our clan of serious modern warriors at OnlineNinjaAcademy.com.